Hello again, friend, and welcome to episode number five of my 31-day series where I am answering your questions about creating a career or a business that you love. In today's episode, I'm picking up on something that I actually talked about a couple of episodes ago in the, um, I kind of mentioned it very briefly in the how much should you charge episode and someone followed up with me. So I thought I'd dedicate a whole episode to when should you do stuff for free? quite a controversial topic, I know. So we'll be deep diving into that. Um, If you've got a question, you can reach out to me on social media, Alex Makes VR across all the platforms. Uh, You can send a slightly longer question to alexmakesvr at gmail.com. If you want reminding when these episodes go live, or if you just kind of want a brief summary about what I talk about in that particular episode, sign up to the newsletter, why don't you? Uh, You can do that at www.alexmakesvr.com. Do I need to say the www? I'm not sure. It's 2020. I'm sure most of you got that. Anyway, let's dive into this week's episode. So, when should you do work for free? This is a very, very big topic and I just want to do a disclaimer right at the top. I am not going to be talking in this episode about my personal beliefs about whether or not this should be the way that the system is built. I'm not going to go into political, well, try not to slip into political ramblings about why innately working for free and the whole idea of nepotism and just kind of (laughs) the creative industries and the way that they work, like why that system ultimately leads to a lack of diversity. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go there, although I just have, but that's just a bit of like, maybe in another episode, if you do want me to hear my kind of my ramblings on that, maybe I'll do that in a different episode. In this episode, I'm going to be focusing on the pure hard truth, which is ultimately throughout your career, you will have to do stuff for free. It is a fact in in any creative industry and especially in an industry where it's very new and it's, uh, it's still kind of the industry and the technology itself is still proving its worth. Um, especially in this industry, you will have to do stuff for free. Uh, I still do stuff for free to this day. And I have been working for myself since I was 21, technically. Uh, So nearly 10 years of like doing stuff and I still do stuff for free. And the way what I'm going to talk about in this episode is why you should do stuff for free. I am not suggesting you go out there and just do everything for free. There has to be a strategy behind why you're doing something for free. So I'm going to break this down. And you might have, if, if you've kind of looked into this before, you might have heard various kind of versions of this. I like to call this strategy the four P's. Um, So basically, I'm going to break this down at the top and then I'll go into each one. So the four P's are, these are the four reasons why you should work for free. Number one, portfolio. Number two, profile. Number three, passion. Number four, people. I'm sure for the majority of you, you could probably ascertain where I'm going with with this episode and you can probably already from those headlines get a good idea as to when is the right time to work for free. But let's let I'm going to go through them anyway. So, number 1, portfolio. When you're just starting out, you have no social proof, you have no proof that you can actually do what you say you can do. This is so important when people kind of say, "Oh, 
you know, um, I've bought a 360 camera. How do I get my first paying client? And I'm like, well, I mean, you you could if you're a brilliant salesperson. I mean, I personally consider myself to be quite a brilliant salesperson. I'm sure I probably could sell that. You know, if you're a good enough salesperson, go for it, go try. But realistically, most people are going to want to see what you've done before or they're going to need proof before they exchange money. They want proof that you can do what you, you say that you can do. Um... So it's really important to have good portfolio pieces. Now, I would suggest that if you are, if you're wanting to go after a particular, you should kind of probably decide what kind of client you want to go after first and then go out and create some portfolio pieces so that you have proof. And if, if I were you, this is exactly what I, this is exactly what I did. I basically picked things that I was really passionate about anyway, and we'll get on to passion as a separate P, but you know, I picked things that I like was going to do anyway, or things that like, for example, um, I remember once, uh, uh, recording like a stand-up comedy gig in 360. I was going to the gig anyway. Like <laughs> I was going to the gig. I like was super excited about the new like camera that I'd bought like I can't remember what camera that was back back then but that was a good good few years ago um oh in fact it might have been it might have just been like the gear 360 or something because I remember the comedian commenting because I was holding up like this you know if you know what the gear 360 looks like it's like this little eyeball and he was like what the is that (laughs) um I love that I just censored myself as if this is like a podcast that would be censored I mean if you're listening if you've listened to the previous episodes, you know that I swear like a trooper. So anyway, so getting back on topic. So portfolio, like pick things that um, you want to do anyway, but also that lend itself to the kind of clients you want. If you want to go after real estate clients, go do some real estate things for free. Go do some, you know, go pick the kind of client that you want. If you want to work like do, um, if you want to do 360 videos of tourism and travel, when you're on holiday, take your 360 camera, put, pull together like a, a nice little kind of like t- taster or um, a kind of example. And then then voila, you've got like, you've got a portfolio piece there that you could then send to tourism boards or you could send to adventure companies to say, look, I'm a 360 filmmaker and I specialize in travel and adventure films. So you kind of, again, like you, you kind of need to reverse engineer what you want to happen first and then build a portfolio around that. The one thing I would say with portfolio pieces is make sure that you make the person aware that you're going to do it for free, but don't kind of position it as, oh, I'm a total, I'm a total beginner. I have no idea what I'm doing. Do you mind (laughs) me practicing on you? Don't position it like that. Maybe you say something like, hey, uh, I've got this new technology and I'm uh, I'm looking to build my clients and my portfolio. Um, your industry and your, ho- like, so, say, for example, it's a hotel. Like, I love coming to your hotel or, like, I love the look of your hotel. I think you'd be the perfect um, portfolio. Uh, you'd, you'd be the perfect client to have in my portfolio. I was wondering if you'd be willing to let me come and create this uh video or tour um, or whatever it might be, VR experience for you for free um, that you could then use in your marketing. How does that sound? And then what you want to do is you want to make sure you want to follow up with them once you've done it to make sure that they are using it in their marketing. Because the key thing here 
is you need to prove that your product works in order to get more clients, right? So if the whole point of doing a 360 video for someone for, let's say, like in that example, a hotel, the idea is that then they get more people coming to them or more bookings or more retention of uh, clients because they offered VR as like a activity to do at the hotel, whatever it, whatever the, the thing is, whatever the thing that you're um, doing for them for free, make sure that they use it in the way that you intend so that then they become a case study and a testimonial for you to then go and do more of that, if that makes sense. So then the next time you go to a hotel and this time you're going to charge them, you say, listen, um, you know, I did this piece for blah, 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 hotel down the road. Uh, and they've seen massive engagement on their Facebook page. Uh, they've been like anecdotally telling me they've seen like a, a, a spike in um, new customers coming because they've like seen this video. You know, then you've got that proof. And then you can be like, okay, you know, let's talk. And then they probably will want to pay you. So that's the thing. A portfolio doesn't have to be massive. You don't have to go out and make tens of hundreds of videos. Of course, you want to like get to a point where you like are confident in your craft and you know what you're doing uh, to be able to go into a paying job. Um, but realistically, you don't need that many under your belt to be able to then go out and actually, um, you know, start charging people. So that's the first one. Number one, portfolio. Second one, profile. So this one is all about if there's an opportunity to work on a bigger project or with a bigger client or with a big name, a big piece of talent, et cetera, et cetera, it might be worth doing it for free. So, I mean, in my own career, a literally textbook example of like literally what kickstarted my VR career really, although I was doing bits before Kida Like, for those of you who don't know, uh, in late 2016, um, I filmed... Well, I, I'd kind of, uh, I'd written a script basically um, for a a brief little rom-com kind of short film. Um, and I ended up through happenstance and brilliant kind of coincidence, I ended up being put in contact with an incredible TV director, Chloe Thomas, who uh, she directs um, Victoria for ITV and Harlots for Hulu. She's like, she's, she's a real deal. She's awesome. And she's just the loveliest person. I got connected with her. She was interested in like working on it with me. She had previously worked with Gemma Whelan, who plays Yara Greyjoy on Game of Thrones. She was like, shall I send the script to Gemma? I was like, haha, sure, why not? Literally in the space of like a month, my life was like turned upside down because both Chloe and Gemma agreed to do this project with me. Uh, along with some other brilliant collaborators. And before I knew it, we were <laughs> standing alongside um, the riverside in London recording Key Like, which was one of the first ever 360 rom-coms. And that piece, because it had profile attached to it, because it had Gemma, and, and uh, at the time, Natasha Karam, who was the other lead in that project, she um, she was still quite up and coming. And now she's like some big time actress on uh, a Fox TV show with um, Rob Lowe. So like, it's like weird how, how I don't know, it's, it's, it's such a strange kind of time in life, to be honest. But um, yeah, like that piece was like this original piece from a script that I wrote, like, 
and we pulled together like as these collaborators and we did something that hadn't really been done before at the time which was create this 360 drama and the reason I wanted to do it in the first place was because there wasn't that much content out there being done in that space and I was like well this is bullshit like I work in the VR industry but there's no content that I actually want to watch um so that piece, Key Delike, went on to basically be the catalyst for my whole career. Now, I didn't even just do Key Delike for free. I spent thousands of pounds of my own money. And when I say my own money, I do mean the bank money because it was on a credit card um, <laughs> or an overdraft, something like that. It wasn't my money, basically. But I put my own ass on the line because it was such an incredible opportunity. Now, I'm not suggesting that you do the same. Uh, I'm not <laughs> giving anyone any kind of financial advice, what you should and shouldn't do. But, you know, for me, that paid off. Like I spent, I, it was the most stressed I've ever been in my entire life. Um, it was one of the kind of most complex, crazy things to like try and pull together. Everyone on this, on, on it basically did it for free. Um, it was just mad, basically. But that piece led to not only being a profile builder um, for myself in terms of like, you know, ah, it's this original piece that's never been done before. But all of a sudden from that, I started getting asked to like, because it was then going around the festival circuit, I started getting asked to like talk on the subjects of like uh, VR storytelling. From there, I started to specialise in drama specifically or narrative-driven VR experiences. And that is still the niche that I work in today. Um, all of a sudden, I got these opportunities to kind of like work with research bodies on exactly that, talking about VR storytelling. All of a sudden from that, I got opportunities to, um, you know, uh, uh, curate and facilitate VR cinemas, uh, including showing key to like and getting that real-time feedback from audiences, all of a sudden I became a little bit of like, not to be arrogant, but I kind of like became the go-to person to talk to about that stuff at that time. Obviously, you know, that was, that was a long time ago now, but that was the thing that started it all. It all started from that profile building piece that I had absolutely no idea where that was going to go. I had no idea when I was working with Chloe originally that we would end up working with Gemma and Natasha and there would be all these people working on it that would essentially kind of like boost the profile of the piece. Um, so what I'm saying from that is sometimes it's worth doing something for free if, you know, it's the right kind of like talent that attached, if it's the right kind of like brand, if like you um, happen to... I mean, you could, to some extent, you could do this with uh, with brands that you kind of currently already uh, use in your own life. You could reach out to them and see if they wanted, you know, if you made, let's say, for example, um, you... Uh, I can't think off the top of my head. But I remember like, for example, once pitching like uh, a series to Kindle that I'd like, I'd record a little taster for free because I thought it was a brilliant idea and... Um, uh, yeah, I was using the Kindle app anyway. So uh, it's things like that, right? It doesn't always come off like that didn't come off because a lot of those big companies work with agencies. They don't have in-house creative teams necessarily. But either way, thinking about should you work on that project for free? Well, if it's going to be good for your portfolio or if it's going to give you a profile boost, then potentially, yes, it's worth it. Wow, why am I so out of breath? I want you to know that when I do these podcasts, I basically am just walking around my house, getting my steps in, talking to my phone. So, <laughs> so what are we at now? We're at 9,600 steps. So I mean, 
listen, if you need to uh, combine fitness with productivity, this is the one. Okay, P number three, passion. So this kind of ties in, and that's the thing, all the, all the work that you do for free will probably have some overlap with the different Ps, but uh, passion. If you're really passionate about something, if you just love doing it, if you, like, for example, with Key to Light, that started as a passion project. I, you know, I didn't intentionally do it as a profile builder. I st- it started as a passion project because I was writing the script anyway. I wanted to make a piece of, like, content that that I really loved. Like, I wanted to tell this story that I really kind of, like, had an affinity to. Like, it was, you know, we all talk about in the creative industries this idea of, like, passion projects and weighing up passion versus paid work and and all of that jazz. And maybe that's even like a separate episode. Um, but yeah, like sometimes you just got to do stuff because you're passionate about it, you know, and I don't think anyone's going to argue with that. But a lot of those times, you're not even necessarily, it's not like you're even doing them um, for a client, like you probably, I mean, you might be, you might want to do this because you might love it. But you're probably not going to pitch to do a hotel virtual tour for example because you're super passionate about hotels but maybe you are maybe if you're like a super into like for example okay this would be a really good one so say for example um you like love comic-con maybe you reach out to the event organizers for your local comic-con and you say i really love i just oh i'm so passionate about this i would love to make a, a a 360 documentary about the experience of Comic-Con and like see through the eyes of like the different kind of people and a day in the life of like someone that goes to Comic-Con or maybe like, you know, maybe get access to some of the press briefings, that kind of thing. That's an example of like a time where that's brilliant because you're kind of doing it for the passion. It's a passion project. But also now you can say on your website that you've made a 360 documentary about Comic-Con, which is, you know, kind of a profile builder as well, because they're such a big brand. So passion projects, super important. I don't think anyone's gonna, you know, any, any person that comes into the creative industries knows that sometimes you're gonna do stuff just because you love it. Like I still do so much, so much of the stuff that I do for free now is because I'm passionate about it. And that could be in the form of like, you know, um, I do a lot of like speaking gigs like locally for free. Like I've, I, I absolutely loved before lockdown going in to see my old school and like give like a, a talk on on my kind of career and like showcase some VR and like I'll do stuff like that for free all the time. Like if, I, if I've got the time and, you know, the, the circumstances line up, like you do it because you're passionate about it. Like I, I do, I do like mini films for free still, like because the subject that I'm passionate about or, or this is the big one, because I like the people that I'm working with and I, and I love, I love working with them. So this gets us on to, this slides us nicely into the last P, which is people. Sometimes you just want to work with really cool people. <laughs> Not everyone you meet when you work on a big corporate commercial like project is going to be someone that you want to be mates with, you know? Sometimes those kind of projects, even if you are working with your mates on um, on a paid project, it's a totally different dynamic because as soon as money's involved and as soon as there's like an end client, there is a lot of pressure that comes with that. And it kind of can sometimes even mess with the dynamics of the people that you work with, if they're friends. Um, again, separate 
<laughs> maybe separate topic. Uh, but yeah, sometimes you've got to do stuff for free because you really want to work with those people. And this could be from a passion point of view or a profile point of view, because from a profile point of view, you could do stuff for free to work with cool people because you know that they're connected in with the wider industry. You know that they've got the kind of contacts that would get you your next gig. You know that if you're in with that particular crowd, because let's face it, a lot of the creative industries are completely nepotism based. They are a people, I mean, life in general is a people's game, but specifically our industry is very driven by who you know. Um, And of course, you have to be good enough to back it up. But this is why the industry does suffer from like a diversity issue, because a lot of the time it is like a kind of a who you know, it's kind of like a, you naturally just work with the people that, you know, you like and you get on with and you know they're good, but also they're just within your kind of circle, they're within your network. So sometimes you've got to do stuff for free so that you can get into those networks, do stuff for free so that you can get in with that crowd. And I'm not saying you like do it manipulatively and you're like rocking up thinking, I'm gonna... I'm going to work as a runner on this project for free so that I can, you know, pick the brain of the director, me. (laughs) That's the absolute worst thing that you could do. Um, But it might be that you're like, hey, you know, I've seen these people around. I know they're really well connected, but also they're just really cool people. And I'd love to do a project with them. So you just get on in there. Um, And there's still, again, there's stuff to this day where... uh, thinking kind of like even just in the last couple of years where I've met people throughout the years in this industry and they'll be like oh I'm so sorry Alex I need a favor and I I hate to ask it of you but you know can you do xyz and I'm like of course because like I'm friends with that person or that person is like kind of like I owe them one because they've done me a solid like throughout my career like it's all it's all a people's game at the end of the day so sometimes you have to make that calculated um thing of like you know what I'll do this for free and when you do something for free you're not really doing it for free because you're giving up the most precious thing that you have which is your own time so um so I appreciate that but at the same time sometimes that's the best way into a network Okay, I'm out of breath. What are we up stepwise? 10,078. Well, that didn't go up that much, did it? (laughs) Um, Okay, I hope that this is helpful. And I hope that this at least kind of categorizes some of those things. And I'm sure... I'm sure there's like so much that has come up throughout this and there's so many things that you're probably now thinking in your head about times where you've seen that happen or you've heard anecdotally or maybe you've you've even gone, oh yeah, that thing that I did for free there. Because some of the things that you think about, they're not even things that you would even consider work. Like I remember specifically um, in, I think it was late 2015 or maybe early 2016, right when I'd like first started getting into uh, 360, Um, I remember taking a friend of mine, well, two friends of mine to like this random field and my friend had a drone and that was like quite a new cool thing and I'd never seen or like worked with a drone before and he was really keen to like, like see the 360 camera and talk about that 
And so we just went out to this field and we just like basically like pissed around and like tested like different things. And I had to go with the drone and they had to go with the 360 camera. And it was like, it was awesome. And I ended up using like parts of um, that footage that we got that day in one of my early show reels because we actually did some like really cool like moving stuff with the 360 camera. Um, and But we also had like this behind the scenes drone footage of us doing that, which was so helpful. So, you know, that's an example of like doing something for free, but I, that's not really what I was thinking at the time. I was just thinking, hells yeah, I'm going to go hang out in a field with a drone and a 360 camera. Like, <laughs> sounds like the beginnings of a dope ass horror film. Um, so yeah, anyway, those are the reasons why you should do stuff for free. Um, yeah, it's hard to like kind of go any deeper without talking about like the political implications of it and how, yes, of course, there are absolutely problems with that system. But ultimately, at the moment, that is the truth of of how this, how all kind of creative industries work. I mean, to be fair, I feel like all industries full stop, but ours is particularly a kind of nepotism game where you're not going to get hired on your qualification. You're going to get hired on your portfolio and who can vouch for you. That's the, that's the truth. So if you don't like that, maybe you should should look at other kind of um, more traditional ways into a traditional industry. (laughs) But have no fear, because a lot of this stuff is actually really fun, because when you're passionate, that's the thing, you shouldn't be doing stuff for free that you absolutely hate. Like, this was one of the massive issues that I had with working in TV. Um, I did stuff for free very early on in my TV career, but I just absolutely hated it. I hated the people. I hated, I just hated everything about it. It was not useful in the slightest, nothing from a portfolio. You know, you're basically just getting asked to like run around and collect people's tea. Um, and it wasn't like the kind of people that I was working with were nice enough to <laughs> like to want to kind of like have a rapport or build a rapport or so I could kind of like build my network at all. So, you know, that's definitely not the kind of stuff you want to be doing for free. You want to make sure that you're benefiting from it. Um, absolutely. So four P's, profile, no, portfolio, profile, passion, and people. I hope that makes sense. So that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed that. I can't, if you, if you, I can't wait to hear like your feedback. If you, if you, you know, got some value from this, please reach out to let me know. Uh, It's quite funny, like making these episodes in isolation, I mean, quite literally, as well as uh, (laughs) metaphorically. Um, But it's hard to know because it's not like I'm posting them. It's not like I'm posting the clip online to get that immediate feedback of like comments and things. So let me know if you're listening. Um, I really love it when you reach out and let me know uh, if there's a particular part that you found interesting. Um, I would so, so appreciate it if you um, if you shared it, if you liked it, if you think someone else would kind of uh, benefit from listening to the series, then please share it. That would be amazing. Like I mentioned in another episode, I'm going to do a giveaway at some point to be that cringe person that's like, if you liked it, only if you liked it. And I do want to incentivize you also by offering a giveaway, but please share, <laughs> just to be transparent about it. Um, you can follow me on social media, Alex Makes VR. You can send me your questions there. You could also send questions to alexmakesvr at gmail.com. And if you want reminding when these episodes go live, don't forget to subscribe to the newsletter at alexmakesvr.com. Cool. With that said, I'll speak to you tomorrow.